Welcome to another episode of the Stoic Creative Broadcast, where the art of living intersects with the creative process. This is where I introduce you to the great work and insights of today's leading advocates and practitioners of purposeful creation and thriving artistry. I'm your host, Scott Perry, author of The Stoic Creative. Identify your purpose, develop a resilient mindset, and deliver better work to the right people. Available now on Amazon or visit thestoicreative.com to download the free chapters. Get the goodness, get guided, and get going. Let's meet today's guest. Welcome to today's broadcast of The Stoic Creative. These are 30-minute introductions to the great work of today's leading advocates on purposeful creating and thriving artistry. Our guest today is Michael Connell. Michael, welcome to the broadcast. Please introduce yourself to our audience and share a project that you're currently working on or excited about. G'day. Thanks so much for having me on the broadcast. Uh, my name is Michael Connell. I'm a comedian who's interested in stoicism. I've created a stoic stand-up comedy special. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube if you just uh, search for Michael Connell, or if you go to my website, michaelconnell.com.au. Awesome. So I uh, am a, have been a fan for some time of your YouTube channel and the things that um, you have, the, 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 the broadcast that you have there. Uh, you're, I mean, Obviously, because I'm interested in Stoic philosophy, it really resonates with me, but it's, you have, uh, I mean, I think it's difficult to uh, paint a joyful picture of Stoicism, even to the even to those that are converted, <laughs> but you are doing so um, to the unconverted as well. So, so just tell me a little bit about like, what was the, the beginning of this? I, uh, how did this idea come about? How did you decide to take uh, a word that defines a philosophy, but also generally means somebody that's grim and unemotional and tie it to comedy? Well, I have always sort of, I've been doing stand up a lot longer than I've been interested in stoicism. Um, but when I got started, I met an older comedian who was, uh, he'd been doing it for ages. And he sort of said, in the comedy industry, what you've got to focus on is what you can control rather than all the other stuff. He didn't realize it, but he'd sort of figured out the dichotomy of control <laughs> just, just naturally through performing enough stand-up and working in the entertainment industry. And I always thought about that and I found it very useful. And then years later, I read uh, William Irvine's book um, and I was like, this sounds very familiar. Ah. And then I, I found that there was an actual, there's a whole philosophy based around this idea. And I was like, this is very useful. I could use this. I started reading a lot of uh, books about it. And I just used it myself um try to you know stay sane in, <laughs> in the entertainment industry it's a bit of a challenge and then as i was going along i thought well you know you're always looking for a point of difference as a performer um i, I could have 
created another stand-up special where it was just, you know, me telling jokes. But I'm thinking, well, what can I do to add value to people? Um, what can I teach them? And I'm thinking, hmm, what am I interested in? Oh, this really practical, useful uh, philosophy that can help people in their modern lives. And I was like, maybe if I could teach while also making people laugh in one, then I'd get the best of both worlds. I'd sort of be the funniest TED Talk speaker and <laughs> the most educational comedian, put them together and... Yeah, the uh, stoic comedy, my comedy special, was born. It's uh, that's really brilliant. I mean, I I have received coaching and taken courses um, about uh, you know creating a brand and what you have to be able to do is in in a very noisy environment, you have to figure out how you can become number one in kind of a very niched version of your domain. And so um, I did the same thing, you know, I, for a long time, my branding was a stoic guitarist. And so I was, you know, I was not only the number one stoic guitarist on the planet, I was the only stoic guitarist on the planet, but it was a way of um, defining myself, you know, in that space. And so I think what you've done is brilliant. You also mentioned William Irvine's book, which was, uh, I, I, I connected with Stoicism as a seventh grader a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But my Latin professor in seventh grade, when I was, uh, or, or the person that was my Latin professor actually th throughout my high school career, um, when I graduated, gave me his copy of Marcus Aurelius's meditation. So I, that was my introduction to the philosophy, but I was a lapsed Stoic for a very long time. And just a few years ago, it was William Irvine's book that, kind of reconnected me with my love for Stoic philosophy. What other, do, do you have a, a particular favorite go-to uh, ancient Stoic writer? I love the meditations. Uh, you know, I think that's a lot of people, that's their go-to book. He's so accessible. It's so, I'm so surprised how modern it is a lot of the time. You're reading through and you're like, oh, yes, of course. And you're like, oh, yeah, that relates to what I'm going through now. And you're like, was this written last week? And then every now and again, you'll get a section where it's like, don't listen to fortune tellers, <laughs> you know, be kind to your slaves. And you're like, oh, yeah, he was writing over 2,000 years ago. Right. Well, that's interesting because, I mean, he's he's my favorite. He's my go-to. Um, I would have guessed Epictetus would have been yours just because he has kind of a, a dark but a, a, a sense of humor in, in his writing. He is very funny. I... I don't, I'm not sure if he's intentionally funny or if he's, he's funny just by accident of how strict he is on his students. You read a lot of the discourses and he's calling people a blockhead and right. <laughs> you're a fool and all this. Yeah, he, he, I think he'd be a pretty amazing teacher. A lot of tough love from Epictetus. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I really connect with Marcus Aurelius as well because, you know, he was just really talking to himself in his journal. And so, um, you, you know, he was uh, kind of working through all the difficulties of being emperor of essentially the planet or the civilized world at that point. But in a way that that resonates with, you know, most of us who are uh, perceived as tortured artists or, you know, kind of wrestling with uh, all the demons associated with, you know, the creative 
uh, creative creative process. And so well, this is this is what I attracts me to stoicism is because of a lot of living, you know, the creative life. It is very stressful. Um, people always point out that. Uh, you know, it's very popular among military personnel, you know, James Stockwell and other military leaders. They've all read, uh, you know, the meditations. They're all reading, um, you know, uh, more modern stuff like uh, The Obstacle is the Way. And I guess it says something about the life of a creative that, we also get a lot of value out of this philosophy that can help you endure hard times. Um, I find it very useful. I, I think that getting skills and perspectives and ways to conceptualize the way you're living life, it's very helpful as a creative because so often you're focused on what isn't important. I know a lot of times in my career, especially when I was started, I was like, how can I get, you know, get these people to notice me, all the gatekeepers, you know? Oh, if only they'd put me on this show, if only these people would give me awards. But at the end of the day, what's really important is being the best artist you can be, focusing on the stuff that you can control your own performance, your own work, and letting the rest go and, you know, letting the chips fall as they may, that's a lot better way to live. And mentally, it's a lot better as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. So one of the things that I guess really does make sense about Marcus Aurelius being um, appealing to creatives is uh, oftentimes um, I, I define I have a distinction between creative and artist that I talk about in the book and the, you know, everybody's a creative. We all make stuff. You and I are making a conversation right now. We all make emails and we all make texts and we all make dinner and we all make babies. Well, some of us make babies, um, you know, so the act of creation is just a human activity, everyday human activity, but the act of artistry means that you are sharing your work and you're putting it out there and delivering it to others, which um, is where the trouble starts because when you, hold your hands out and say, here, I made this. I hope you like it. Um, a lot of people are going to ignore it. A lot of people are going to misunderstand. A lot of people are going to hate it. Um, and so the, the perspective that you just talked about is, you know, stoicism helps us put ourselves, which we usually have too fond an opinion of in perspective, not only in society, but in the cosmos, um, and so it helps us not take ourselves too seriously. Um, but at the same time, it calls us to do our, to be, become the very best we can in whatever we endeavor to do. So we work intentionally and, and um, you know, work very hard at our craft. Um, and a lot of it is very useful in taking the, like you say, taking the ego out of it. The less you're focused on yourself in the, you know, uh, I'm putting on a show to, make myself look great and be the best performer and rah, rah, rah. Um, that lessens when people are not interested or they're not doing well, your art's not going over well, then you don't feel the rejection so much. If you're out there putting out the best work you can do, trying to bring something of value to people, and at the end of the day, they're 
it's not connecting, then then it's it's an engineering problem. It's, it's how can I fix it? How can I improve my work? It's a lot less, oh, they don't like me. I'm not a nice person. Yeah, well, you're not defined by what you do. You're defined by who you are. The Stoics say that virtue is the only good. So it's kind of the content of your character, the quality of your character that matters. And um, it doesn't really matter so much what you do because we all can do lots of different things. But um, that's a that's a, a really significant insight, I think. The other thing about Stoicism is that's helpful, I think, for creatives is it's a philosophy about purpose, about identify, like it tells us <laughs> that our purpose is to develop our capacity for rationality and apply it to social situations and to, to develop and cultivate our virtues so that we can do more and better for ourselves and others. And you kind of mentioned this uh, earlier about, you, met, you, you said that your art is serving your audience that you're trying to, um, and that's Marcus Aurelius has a quote, um, something along the lines of, it's our duty to love and serve our fellow human beings, those that you can teach, those that you can't endure, <laughs> which I think is great advice for artists and creatives in general. Um, but one of the things that we can do as creatives, and I'd like just to hear how you do this, is, well, you mentioned this earlier too. It's like when you're getting started, you just want to put your stuff out there and you don't care where it is. Like as a guitar player, I, I played sports bars and I played coffee shops and I played malls and I, I played it in lots of places where my music really was not going to get a lot of engagement because it was the wrong venue and the wrong audience for what I was doing. Um, and so a lot of the creative process is about finding like being being self-aware enough to know where your art belongs and who it's actually for um how did how did you go about addressing that that idea well it's always a bit of a challenge as a comedian you're always the the ideal is you're able to perform for any audience any time and i still do somewhat aspire to that um I want to be able to get in front of any crowd and be, you know, at least okay. They're enjoying the show. But the nature of, you know, performing is that there's some crowds they are going to like you more than others. There's some audiences that are going to connect more with me. Um, it's difficult in Australia because we have quite a small population. It's hard to find uh, more people and and connecting like that. So I found the internet is a huge help, especially with YouTube. I've managed to, the the stand-up special you'll, you'll see that I've got out there on YouTube, I developed by performing in comedy clubs and pubs all around Australia. Uh, and I would listen back and I would edit and I would tweak it all the time thinking, if I can make it work for these people who are not necessarily coming to see me, but they've just uh, happened to be in the, in the comedy club when I'm performing. If they enjoy it and it can work on a general audience, then uh, a specific audience on YouTube, my niche audience, they'd be much more interested. So that's what I did, wrote it like that for a general crowd, filmed it, put it out there on YouTube and now trying to reach out and market it as best I can to people who have that niche interest. 
Yeah, that's uh, so you those bits that it looks like you're on a, a talk show. Is that something that you scripted and, and produced or is that actual footage from a television program or something? That, that is actual footage from a okay. television program. I was on uh, a TV show called Live on Bowen. It's a community. T it was a community TV show in Australia. Uh, I guess the equivalent in America is public access. So it's it's the small TV station before you go to real TV. Um, <laughs> they were very professional, though. They did great work. Uh, it's yeah. amazing. There's a lot of episodes online. Check it out. Um, but performing on that, uh, I was also trying out the stoic material on their audiences. And all that sort of material that I did on the show was stuff that I was doing in clubs at the time. Yeah, and you were on, I mean, there are se several episodes that, that are on that show. So clearly the, the host and uh, the audience really was digging what you do. And I, I, I never really th um, thought about how small the audience must be in Australia. And I guess they're all, but they're all also like spread around the, the edge, right? The, the yeah, part that's I close to water. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have, they. I forget the exact figures, but it's a uh, it's a country the size of the United States with a population the size of California. Wow! Wow! Yeah, They're just all spread around, all the edge. It's huge well, before before we go any further, tell people uh, uh, where they can see the YouTube videos. What's what's your YouTube channel? Uh, my YouTube channel is just called Michael Connell Comedian. But if you go to YouTube and you just enter in Michael Connell Comedian or Michael Connell Stoic Comedy, you'll find all the specials. Awesome. And that's two N's and two L's in Connell. Yeah, it's uh, there's there's some really great clips. And then there's some extended pieces, too, where you're like doing 30 minutes worth of material at, at a, yeah. at a we stretch. We we have the full special there. It's a thirty minute stand up special, all about stoic comedy. Um, but we also uh, Greg Sadler was very kind enough to do a, like a philosopher's commentary. So <laughs> you can also find those on there. He watched the special and recorded some feedback <laughs> about what he thought, and go does a bit of a deeper dive into the actual academics of the philosophy behind the jokes. And we put it together and you can also find that on the, on the YouTube channel as well. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think, well, Greg was one of the early supporters of this broadcast. I think he was guest number two or, or possibly three. He was one of several people that recommended you to me. I think Donald Robertson also and Massimo Pigliucci also, um, uh, recommended you and uh... I've been delighted with how supportive the stoic community is um, when I was developing this special I uh, you know I'm not an academic philosopher I'm just a comedian who listens to podcasts and reads books and when I was developing it I reached out to guys like Massimo and Donald and and Greg and I said you know, here's these jokes I'm going to be doing. What do you think? Is Am I missing any key points here? And they were all very supportive and, and giving advice and feedback and suggestions of how to improve. And so when you see the final performance, it is uh, not just me writing that. That's, that's heaps of other people getting involved. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I've also been equally um, knocked out by how generous and uh 
forthcoming. I mean, all of the guests that I have um, had on the show have turned around and provided testimonials about the show and have got, uh, connected me with other people that I should be um, having on. And I guess, you know, that's a, a very stoic, you know, it's like, what would a stoic do? Well, we're supposed to love and help each other. So it's, uh, I guess it's, it's, it's a way of living, living the philosophy that, uh, that we embrace. Um, so do you tour ever internationally or are you, you just in Australia for the most part? I, I'm mostly in Australia, but I do get overseas from time to time. Uh, I've done the UK, Ireland, New Zealand. Um, yeah, I would love to get over to the States. Haven't yet, but maybe sometime in the future. Kind of my plan with the YouTube channel is build an international following. Absolutely. Well, I would love to uh, love to see you live and in person. Um, maybe maybe a future Stoicon event or something like that. Something with a budget can drag you across the water. And uh, I, so I understand uh, at Stoicon X they're going to play a bit of my stand-up special. Oh, and nice. Brisbane, we're also doing a little Sto. There's a Brisbane Stoics community, and I'll be uh, performing at that. So maybe we'll do a live stream in the future. Who knows? Oh, that's awesome. So you have a, an actual stoic gathering in Brisbane? Yeah. There's a, there's a meetup group here in Brisbane called the Brisbane Stoics, and they're doing a Stoicon X event. Um, and they've invited me to come along and do a little bit of a talk. So I'll be coming and uh, being part of that. Um, and I'm, I was very excited to find them. I didn't realize until I got on, this is a plug for meetup.com, but I got on <laughs> there and talked in Stoics. I was like, Wow, there's like 20 people meeting up. Very interesting. I think, well, one of our guests, Greg Lopez, has um, a site where he tries to find and connect, find stoic gatherings uh, that, you know, that are live gatherings and then connect people that are interested in finding, you know, fellow um, uh fellow travelers to, to connect with. I don't know if um, you're familiar with his site, but... Um, if it'd be worth connecting just to make sure that the Brisbane group is, is cause it is an international uh, kind of database of, of all the various stoic um, gatherings that are happening. I'll actually be at uh, the stoic stoicon in Toronto. And um, I guess uh, according to Donald, I'll be one of the, uh, one of the people getting five to 10 minutes of fame uh, on the Sunday after Stoicon at the Stoicon X event. So uh, I'll look forward to, to, to seeing uh, what they play from, from your, uh, from your show. Um, is there any, any other projects in the works? Oh, I'm always working on writing new material. It's always very difficult. So I'm out there right now performing in pubs and clubs, doing the same thing again taping my sets, listening back, making improvements. I'm hoping to release a comedy album sometime later this year, early next year. But at this stage, we'll see how we go. Well, one of the things that's so great about being a creative in this day and age, well, it's, it's kind of the, there's a dichotomy involved, but I mean, we all have this, this device that essentially is a, <laughs> a, a our multi is is our media empire right it's our television station it's our movie studio it's our radio station it's our uh newspaper i mean 
You can do... It's, it's never been easier to be a creative and get your content out there. But then there's also the challenge with that is that it's so easy. You're, you're tempted to put out rubbish. Uh, not not tempted. Uh, I actually put out <laughs> a, a, a fair a fair amount. <laughs> um, but I mean, so that is that is a legitimate um, kind of concern. Is it's like everybody can be a, have a movie. Uh, everybody can have a television show. Everybody can have a radio show. Therefore, everybody does have a television show. Yeah. And um, and so there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of crap. But I, I'm less. Uh, I, I recently saw uh, uh, an article Ryan Holiday wrote where he basically tells people don't write a book because yeah. so many people have write the book write a book for the wrong reasons. They, they write a book because they're told they should write a book to promote their brand um, or to gain authority or, or expert um, status in their domain or, or what have you. And I, and I agree with them that you know I, I think art always has to have a proper motivation. And if the, the motivation is fame and fortune, you're definitely not creating art. You're doing, doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, it's another assertion uh, of my book. Um, but but also, also getting back to stoicism, that's beyond your control and you'll drive yourself crazy if that's what you're trying to do. <laughs> right. Well, and, and creativity I mean, you've mentioned this many times in, in um, talking about your work. It's like this constant process of testing, failing, tweaking, iterating, trying again, failing a little bit better than you did the time. It's, you know, just that process of iteration is is required. And yes, it does make the arena pretty noisy, but it, it is also, I mean, you can you can make and test something in in minutes um and 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 get some get some feedback um and and continue to to make it better so hopefully um you know again double-edged sword we've made a very noisy uh place and it's hard to rise above um but maybe maybe that's because stuff does rise above maybe it's the best stuff i don't you know although there's i guess there's a lot of hacking the system that goes into it too You've, you've got to look at the opportunity in the problem. So find, you know, obstacle is the way. Obstacle is the way. That's The obstacle is the opportunity. Um, <laughs> so we're coming up on the 30-minute mark. And so I've been waiting this entire time to ask you uh, the, the, the question of the, the half hour. How many Stoics does it take to screw in a light bulb? Oh, um None. The, star, the the light bulb has to want to change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I was I was thinking that maybe the stoic doesn't care. The stoic is indifferent and sits, <laughs> and sits in the dark. <laughs> but uh, so maybe um, before before we wrap up and you tell folks uh, where where you'd like them to find you, um, to, can can you uh, can you give us a one liner or uh, a, a a quick a quick dose? Oh, of of comedy. Um, I'm. I, I I was trying to write this routine about um, the. This didn't end up on the special, so this is like a deleted scene here. I I wanted to talk about the overlap between Buddhism and Stoicism, and I wanted to say that like I live 
uh, in Brisbane, and my next door neighbor is a Buddhist, and I don't like a full Buddhist monk, and I don't like that. And people are like, oh, why not? Don't you think you're going to get along? No, I'm going to get along. I'm pretty sure if your neighbor's a Buddhist monk and you don't like him, the problem is you, right? <laughs> like, I'm not walking around the house going, oh, did you hear that? Oh, it's the silence again. Oh, meditate <laughs> in there. No, the problem is the place I'm living, that's the best place I can afford to live. And he's right next door and he's <laughs> taken a vow of poverty. <laughs> in the same income bracket. That is the problem. Yeah. Uh, well, a couple, okay, so that's hilarious, but there's a couple of things. Number one, I think that the, the Stoic Buddhist thing comes up in almost every episode. It's fascinating to me how, yeah. how uh, and um, yes, uh, whether we intend to or not, most creatives have taken a vow of poverty. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that makes us um, uh, priest-like and, and Zen. Uh, so I, I, I take solace in that. I think it's like the blues that you're obviously into in the background. It's, it's taking life's hardships, transforming them into something beautiful. Absolutely. That's what feels to me about stoicism. Use it. It's all good for material. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Michael Connell, it's been really uh, great to be able to, to speak with you. I hope that uh, everybody has enjoyed this episode. We really appreciate you tuning in and, uh, Appreciate the wisdom that our guest, Michael Connell, has imparted. Where, where would you like people to connect with you, Michael? Check out my website, michaelconnell.com.au. Fantastic. If you're still with us and you, we appreciate your time and attention, if you'd like to help ensure the continued development and delivery of this broadcast, visit thestorecreative.com, go to the upper right-hand corner and click on the Fuel tab and then decide what to do next. Uh, until next time, go out there and share your best work with those that need it, and we'll see you for the next episode of The Store Creative. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Did you enjoy this episode of The Store Creative? Well, then help me spread the goodness and leave a five-star review on iTunes. Tell a friend about the podcast or email me at scott at the store creative and tell me what you think or who I should have on next. It's always great to hear from you. Remember, you can access all the video versions of these interviews at thestoicreative.com. While you're there, grab the free chapters of my book, The Store Creative. Identify your purpose, develop your resilience, and deliver better work to the right people. Thanks a lot for tuning in and for your support and participation. We'll see you next time, fate permitting. Thank you.